Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Thank you guys. Thank you, Justin. Great. Um, as I was praying this week, I really uh, was believing for this, this area of healing and we're going to pray for people after church as well, too, again, in this area. I don't think everyone's come forward uh, for an area that they're standing in faith for, either for themselves or for a family member. I really believe, guys, that um, the Lord is going to be doing something in our lives today. And I don't want us to miss the opportunity. I don't want us to miss an opportunity where the Lord is going to do a work in your life or a family member's life. So again, um, don't be shy. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel like, oh, okay, I'm coming forward. I have to do this so-called walk of shame down the aisle. It's nothing like that. You're courageous and you're bold to come forward. I want to encourage you to do that after the service. If you hadn't had the opportunity, you felt maybe so somewhat intimidated before coming as we were praying. It's important. I believe in prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. And so should you because the word says that it does uh, make do miracles and it changes lives. And I believe it as, as much as I'm standing here today. All right, inside it. Hey, shake someone next to you and tell them we're going somewhere today. Don't shake them off the seats. Important, Joe. Keep your wife on the seat. Important. I know that you know that muscular arm of yours could quite easily shake off the seat, but I'm excited as I am every single Sunday. It's probably my opening phrase, and I apologize for that. It's just reminded me last week. But nevertheless, I am excited because Christ is in the house today, and He's going to do something in your life. I've been praying for you this week, and I really believe for a change and shift in your lives this morning. So I'm excited once more. <laughs> dining in the dark. Has anyone heard about the concept of dining in the dark? If we can just, Ellen, bring up that picture. Uh, it's quite a, a well-known concept or, or um, an activity that's done. I'm not sure of any, any restaurants in Malmo that do it, uh, but I've, I've seen and heard this. I've never experienced it myself before. But it's basically where you go to a restaurant you're, uh, it, it's sometimes team activities work, you know, corporates do this sometimes where they take people on this experience, you know, it's all about this experience where they take uh, you to a restaurant, you're either blindfolded or the lights are switched off completely. It'll be a great concept right now during this winter period where the electricity prices are quite high. So maybe should more should implement this. But it's an, an opportunity to have a, a different sensation, a different uh, physical uh, experience of dining but also conversing with your friends and colleagues and family members. And so what happens is that one of your, your senses is temporarily disabled, right? Your sight is temporarily disabled. And so the whole point is that you, um, ex your, your other senses are amplified. Your sense of taste, your sense of smell, hearing. My wife would put the lights off in our house every day just so that I can listen a little bit more to her. I mean, I think we can agree, right? <laughs> I think it's great to be able to listen. And, uh, and so when, you, when you're doing this or having this experience, that all the other senses are amplified. Now, I'm going to probably try and butcher the, the scientific explanation if I attempted to. So Frederick at the back, if you want to know more about the brain, will tell you a whole lot more. But what really happens is that is the, um, let's make sure I get this right, the brain, the, the brain reroutes the signals from active senses like smelling, tasting, seeing, and in this instance, uh, hearing as well, and sends those signals to the seeing part of the brain. The outcome is that you have a visual picture of a steak, 
we can just bring that up. We're going into our time of fasting, so just wanted to throw that up right there. <laughs> and so, and what you basically do is that you form a mental picture based on those other senses. Smell, uh, maybe they, they bring the steak that's sizzling, so it could be hearing, uh, and so on. And so, um, so the human body really is an incredible work of art that, the God has, that God has put together for us. So more about the reason why I bring the story up later on in my message. So a bit of a cliffhanger for you guys. My spirit is really bubbling um, inside of me about this, this series that we're in, all in holy surrender, holy alive. And for me, this is, a, this is an area where we start of our, our year every year. But this is a particular series in this time which I'm really, really bubbling in my spirit about. And, you know, I'm, I'm preaching today on, on surrendering one's appetite. So we're going to, Justin, preach on surrendering attention in prayer. But this, uh, this Sunday, I'm preaching on surrendering one's appetite. And so we're going into a period of fasting over the coming days on the 23rd of, of this month. We're going to start fasting together, corporate fast as a church for one week. And so it's going to be a time where we surrender our appetites, our stomachs. Uh, as mentioned last Sunday, it, it might be for at least me. Um, it's a good way to get rid of some of the extra that, is, <laughs> that has been accumulating over this festive season. But um, before I get started, I'm going to go and read the scripture in a moment. That is the foundational one and the cornerstone piece of scripture out of Matthew 16 for this entire series called All In. But what can you expect to walk away from church with today? All right, I want you guys to, to come expecting something today. What can you walk away with? And I believe that you're going to have a fresh perspective of what it means to surrender your life to Christ. A fresh perspective of what it means to surrender your life to Him. To follow Him, lose your life, and find yourself in Christ, making all things new. Matthew 16, 24 to 25, if you have your Bibles, please open up there with me, or it will be on the screen behind me. When Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must first deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life will, uh, for me will find it. Title of my message, Surrender Your Appetite. Let's take a moment to pray. Let's close our eyes. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, this morning that you will use my words in a way to be able to change and transform lives. As you speak through me this morning, I pray, Father, that people will hear every word, stitch it to their hearts. I pray, Lord, that you will season every word of mine with salt this morning. Father, it will be a part of people's transformational journey. We pray all of this right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Being a follower of Christ is not easy. Being a follower of Christ is not easy. So Jesus, when he was uh, calling his disciples, he, he spoke to them and he, and, he, and he looked them in the eye and he said, follow me, follow me. That's what he said to them. And most of the times that prior to the, that question being asked of the disciples, most of the disciples had witnessed a, a miracle from Jesus. They had witnessed a, 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 something miraculous. And and so if you, if you see Jesus doing these incredible miracles and, and he told you to follow you, uh, I mean, you'll be like, wow, yeah, I'll, I'll follow that guy. I'll follow him for sure. It, it seems amazing. Hey, being a part of that miraculous um, train that, that, that took place in his life, I mean, why, would you want to, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Uh, but, 
But the most important thing is that they, they realized as they were doing life with Jesus that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy being a disciple of Jesus. It's not going to be easy. And the only way that they were truly going to be able to surrender their entire life and be a, a true follower of Jesus was that if they surrender their complete lives to Jesus, every single part of their life to Jesus, all their personal ambitions, pick up their cross, and in the context, it means die to oneself, surrendering one's personal ambitions. So Matthew, so denying myself, are you saying that it's meaning I, I need to surrender all my personal ambitions? And I, and I, and I say yes to that. So is it wrong to have a personal ambition or a desire to, to have a house one day or go for a luxurious vacation or, or have that incredible job? And I say, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Jesus wants to fulfill the desires of your heart. But first, he wants your heart. He wants your soul. He wants your mind. He wants your body. He wants to fulfill every single desire that you have in your life. But first, he wants your heart. He wants, to surrender. he wants you to surrender all aspects of your heart to him. And when you do that, you'll find yourself in the rhythms of his way of life. You'll find yourself in his rhythms and his way of life. Your best life, and again, we keep saying it here in C3, and we've said it for many years, can only be found in the surrender to Jesus Christ. You know, again, it can be very superficial. Oh, your best life, yeah. You know, but guys, sorry, it's got a far more deeper meaning than just the slogan of your best life. It means that there's something more that needs to take place in your life. It's going to require something from you. It's going to cost something from you. The world in its opposite message will say that your best life can be found in, in owning that huge mansion on a hill. The world will also say that your, your true happiness in this life can be found in going on that luxurious tropical island holiday. The world will also say that you can get that, best, that great job, that incredible job, but don't worry, you only need to sacrifice your integrity along the way to get it. That's what the world will say to you. But I, I, I disagree, totally disagree with that. I believe that you can have all of that, your heart's desire found in the surrender to Christ. Life and death is found in the tongue. As we, today we were praying for people, and I want to pray for, for those that, are in, that have sickness or family members that are sick. Life and death can be found in the tongue. I want us to speak to sickness today again for those who haven't come forward. I really believe for healing to take place in this house today. I've been feeling it this whole week, and I don't want you guys to miss out on that opportunity. I don't want you guys to be missing out on that opportunity. So again, the very first step that you need to take is surrendering your life to Jesus, seeking God. In Matthew 6, Jesus says to his disciples, first seek my kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. In the context, Jesus was referring to food and clothing, but I bring it to the context as well too, what I've just mentioned, when we desire certain things in our lives, Maybe that house, maybe that vacation, maybe that job, maybe whatever it is that you're desiring in your heart to see take place. The very first step is seek God first. 
And that's the whole point of this message today. And that's the whole point of us going into a, a, a mode of fasting as well too that we're going to be going into is that we come to a place of seeking God first, being sensitive to his voice, asking God, what is it that you want as my next step? What is it that I need to surrender? What is it that I need to lay down? What in my life has I not, have I not truly yet surrendered to you? And so you may ask, but okay, but Matthew, how do I do this? How do I seek God? How do I, how do I surrender my life? How do I know that of, of certain areas that I haven't yet uh, surrendered to him? I might be blind to it, and, and, and you may be. And, I wanna, and, I'm, and I'm glad you ask. I'm glad you ask. And I want us to get a little bit practical, right? So many of you guys know I'm a practical guy getting things done with my good friend Stefan, also very practical, getting things done, all right, taking those steps forward. But I want to start off as well to, to talk about Jesus and how he did it, right? So Holy Spirit sent Christ to the wilderness or the desert after he was baptized by John, his, his cousin, also known as John the Baptizer. Uh, and so Jesus went to the, to the wilderness, to the desert for one thing and one thing only was to seek clarity, to seek clarity. Everyone say clarity, clarity, all right? That's what I want us to get when we go into this phase of fasting. Luke 4, verses 1 to 2, is that Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the, <clears throat> by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted by the devil. And in those days, he did not eat anything. And when he ended, he was hungry. Yeah, so you can imagine not eating anything for 40 days. You'd be kind of hungry, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. But surely it was enough for Jesus, after he was baptized by his cousin John, that when the Spirit of the, of the Lord descended from heaven and rested upon Jesus like a dove. Surely there was enough for Jesus to be released into his ministry. Or better yet, when there was a voice from heaven that came and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Surely that would have been enough. But no, Jesus needed to go to the wilderness to be tested. He needed to understand and recognize the, uh, the voice of Satan and his, and his tactics. Jesus had to experience an encounter that in the, in, in the fasting, in the wilderness, in the desert. Jesus had to know what he was up against to help him understand how to be able to defend himself when the enemy is attacking. What did Jesus do when he was in the desert for 40 days? What did he do? He quoted scripture. He quoted scripture to be able to counterattack the enemy with his accusations or his temptations. He quoted scripture. And guys, you're going to be in this time as well too where you're going into fasting. I, no doubt the Lord, uh, the, the Satan's going to use that opportunity to try and minister to you. I can guarantee you it's going to happen. There's going to be conflicting voices in your head that you are maybe standing in faith for, believing for a change in your life, believing to, to see something move and transformed in your life. I, I really believe it's going to be a time where there's going to be temptation. And I want you guys to know this word well enough to be able to quote Scripture and say, no, it doesn't say that. This is what the Word says. And uh, I want us to be immersed in this time when we are fasting as well, where we are seeking the Lord, that we are praying, that we are meditating on the Word, that, we, that we're sitting there in silence, and that we ask God to speak to us. Start every session that you are about to start, every time you are praying, when you're say, so supposed to be eating, start off like this. We say, Father, Speak to me right now. Minister to my soul. Reveal what you have in store for me. Start with that every time. 
Father, give me clarity of mind. Father, remove all forms of distraction in the name of Jesus. Start every prayer in that way. And I really believe the Lord will speak to you in this time. I really believe he will speak to you in this time. You're going to be, you're also going to be filled, I believe, in this time with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was also filled with the Holy Spirit as well too. And we'll get to that scripture now in a moment. But if this entire week that you go past and you, and you feel that you haven't heard from the Lord, know this, that he sees you, that he hears you, that he recognizes you. And I want to encourage you to continue to pray, to continue to seek the Lord, to continue to, to desire things that the Lord has placed on your heart. Because I believe that it's, we are limited as human beings. We are limited by the things that we see for our own lives. When we start seeing ourselves through the lens of God's eyes, we're going to see incredible things in our life. We're going to feel like, Father, what is it that you have in store for me? And you might feel like, oh, you've got, you only want this. You only want this, this limited area. God's going to say, no, I've got more for you. Have a bigger faith. Believe and trust in the Lord. He has something more in store for you. And so if, when Jesus completed his 40 days, in Luke 4, verses 14 to 15, it says that Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. And I really believe for these, these, these 40 days, or these, these next week, when we go into to prayer and fasting, it won't be 40 days, but when we go to this week of, of prayer and fasting, that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit, with guidance from the Lord. You're going to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to speak into your situation Speak into that situation where, say, finances are a, tra- are a challenge. Speak into that situation where you have a family member who's struggling with health. Speak into that situation of, of clarity. Lord, what is my next step? What is my next step? Do I move back? Do I stay? Do I do that course? Do I change that job? Do I marry this person? What is it, Father, that you want me to do? Clarity will be given. Power of the Holy Spirit will be upon you in that time. So going back to the to the story about dining in the darkness. So what is the relevance of that? What is the relevance of that? Well, it's, it's, it's what you will start experiencing when you start fasting. It's what you will start experiencing when you start fasting. When you disable one part of your body, so tasting or, or eating, so to say, in combination with sitting in silence, meditating on the word, uh, praying, you will shift focus to the other parts of your body and they will be amplified. I know this, and I, I know others have mentioned it as well too, that you experience the shift, the shift of focus, the shift of focus, namely hearing and listening. When you come to your quiet time and you pray, you ask God to reveal certain things to you, speak, and you say, God, I'm, I'm, I, I'm disabling this part of my, of my body, these senses right now. And I want, I want an amplification of listening right now. Speak to me, Lord. Tell me what it is that you have in store for me. What does my life look like? Give me a bigger picture. Put desires in my heart that are your desires, Father. And I really believe the Lord will speak to you in this time as we seek the Lord in this time. When you de- deprive your body of food and put it into a different place of dependency, your spiritual healing, your spiritual hearing become more sensitive. I believe that you'll get a, a greater sense of sensitivity around your hearing in this time 
when you pray and fast. All right, so how, you, how are we supposed to be doing this? So in the time when you're, when you're supposed to be eating, all right, so there's some of us might be fasting for the first time. It might be something new or a new concept of fasting. You may have heard about it before, you may have read about it before, but it's, it's something that you have not experienced from before yourself. But what it is is that you basically surrender your appetite at that time when you're supposed to be eating and you wait upon the Lord in prayer, in reading the word, meditating, sitting in silence, asking God to speak to you. Might be a certain thing that you are praying for, studying in faith for. The Bible gives us a bit of guidance as well to, in how to do it. In Matthew 6, uh, 16 to 18, it says this, that when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that, the, that this will be their only reward that they will get. But when you fast, comb your hair back, wash your face, put on some nice clothes. Uh, that doesn't say that, but do that. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. All right, so when we go into this, this period of fasting, you know, be upbeat with your colleagues. Be, be, be you know, don't, don't sit there with a long face and they oh, what's the matter? That, that will be your reward. Their, their, their sympathy will be your reward. So let's, let's go into a time of, of, of praying and, and, and seeking God and being upbeat about it. Some practical ways to do that. First time fasters might be kind of difficult uh, to do it in the beginning. And I want to encourage you to say, Hey, let's fast one meal a day. Let's do one meal a day, um, maybe two meals a day. It could be as you, as you progress in, in the week. That could be another way of doing it. You could do a juice fast as well, too, say for two days, the first two days, and then move going back over to regular meals again. Um, so it could be where you are, you are then only uh, drinking juice or, and, and water. It could be a Daniel's fast as well, too, so where you only eat uh, vegetarian uh, food. Now, to the vegetarians in this church, um, you'll be like, well... What's different? I can encourage you to maybe eat meat in that time. You know, that could, I'll take that one from Elin. She gave the one to me. But no, on a serious note, um, I, it's important that we, that we abstain from something, that, we, that, you, that you deprive your body from something. All right? And I know some of us might be, uh, there might be a medical reason as to why you, you cannot abstain from food, and I want to encourage you not to do that. Um, so it could be that there is a, there's an alternative. It could be that uh, you're addicted to social media. It could be that you, you, know, you have to watch that television show, that Netflix series every single night of the week. Let's abstain from watching that and let's rather dedicate our time to the Lord if you're, say, having some kind of health condition that doesn't allow you to abstain from food. Also, very important, make sure you're drinking water, a lot of it, maybe the regular amount that you do, but don't abstain from water. Super important uh, not to do that. Um, so... Christelle and myself will, in that week as well, be sharing a two-minute video. We'll be sending that out via the WhatsApp channel. So if you're not on our church WhatsApp channel, please come speak to Justin, who is service leading. He'll add you to the group to make sure that you get all that information. So I want to invite the band uh, to come up right now. So why do we do all of this? Why do we go through the effort of fasting uh, maybe a complete fast or, or a juice fast or a, a Daniel fast or some kind of partial diet fast. Why do we do that? I have found that in my life, when I desperately want something, when I desperately want something, 
requires a sacrifice. Now, that's myself and every other human being, right, on this planet. If you desperately want something, it's going to cost you something. If you desperately want to see a result take place in your life, it's going to cost you something. And I really believe in this time where we, when we sacrifice uh, and, and come to a place of abstaining from eating or drinking or whatever it is, that you're going to get a result. I really believe it, that when we pick up our cross and sacrifice to achieve and we surrender our, our life, every part of it, we're going to see a result take place as we seek the Lord in this time of fasting. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. Jesus was all about paradoxical statements. He said, when you are weak, I am strong. He said, whoever will be the first will be the last and the last will be the first. Jesus came to this earth to shake things up. He didn't come to, to make it all cushy and all soft. He came to shake things up. He was a very controversial figure back in those days. He was saying things and like, people are like, hey man, this is, this is weird. When he went to, to Nazareth, his hometown, and was in the synagogue busy preaching, saying, I am the law of Moses, people, they wanted to throw him down the cliff and, and, and stone him. Like, hey man, you, you're Joseph's son, the carpenter. He came to shake things up. And I, and I really believe that Jesus is going to shake things up in your life when you go through this period of fasting. This time where you just, and, and, and guys, I don't want you to leave this period of fasting without being challenged in a certain area in your life. Then you're just going on some kind of hunger strike. We are not into hunger strikes in this church, I'm sorry. But we are into life transforming events that we want to do. We want to, we want to see God. We want to hear His voice. We want to see a change in His life. We want to see God's desire fulfilled in our lives. And it's going to take a sacrifice to do that. It's going to take a sacrifice to do that. Losing your life for Christ is going to allow you to experience a true, changed, and transformed life, a God-designed life. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow Jesus, losing your life for Jesus. Man, I tell you, that's going to be something incredible. You will not experience anything else in this life more satisfying than when you follow Jesus and you lay your life down before Christ. You will find nothing more satisfying than when you lay your life down for Christ and surrender every aspect of your life to Christ. Whenever you find yourself in Christ, you'll see your life through the lenses of Jesus of, of God for you. You'll see your life through the lenses that God sees you. You might be standing in faith and believing for that two-bedroom apartment. Then it's like, wow, that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. No, man, the Lord's got a house for you. You might be thinking that, oh, man, I'm, I'm so looking forward to our, our vacation in, in Skanord, which is just down the road, just on the other side of where Aaron and Mon live. No, he wants to send you to Italy, to Sardinia, to the beaches there. Don't be limited. You might want to be a world changer, work for a tech company. Like, wow, I'm going to be a part of that. But in this time when you're seeking the Lord, He might be speaking to you to join a nonprofit, to join and be a part of a humanitarian effort to go and work in the slums of India or any other country. Sorry, the Indians. It's not what I meant. But it's so important, guys, to know that your view of your life can be so limited 
compared to what God sees for you. And I want you to seek Him. I want you to really seek His voice over this time. Don't be satisfied with the mundane. Don't be satisfied with what you have. And oh, I just want to have that. Oh Lord, if you can just grant me that. Stop that. Stop asking for the minimum. Ask God for more. Ask God for more in your life, for the breakthrough in the area of health in your life, of your family members and over yourself. In that area of your job, you feel like you've reached a ceiling in your personal growth. Say, God, I'm not satisfied. I want to see more take place in my life. And I want to encourage you guys to do that. Step out in faith. Believe for more. Don't be limited by your own thinking. See yourself in the way that God sees you. I'm here to challenge mindsets, guys. I'm sorry, but I'm, I, 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 I lead, Christa myself, lead this church because I am not satisfied with us having the same type of life in the beginning of the year compared to the end of the year, year upon year. I'm here to challenge you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to pray for you. But I, but I want you to take that step as well. You have a responsibility to seek God as well, to take that step in your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added unto you. I'm here to challenge a mindset for you to live a better way, to live a better life, making all things new. God can do that in your life. I want you to release what you're holding on to. Release those things that you, that you hold dear to you that you think, oh, Matthew, I, no, 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 no. I can't release this. This is what I hold dear onto. I want you to release that. God is gonna release you into a bigger calling in your life than what you can ever imagine when you do so. We're going to be praying for people as well too for healing again after the service. But also I want to be praying for people that are struggling to release something in their life that are still holding back as well too. And I'm going to say something that's going to surprise you as well. I'm going to have someone pray for me as well too after the service because there's things in my life that I haven't let go of. Newsflash. Sorry about that, guys. Might be disappointing some people over here, but we're a real church. I'm not perfect. By no means. This is a real church, and I want us to be real with each other. So I'm going to have someone pray for me afterwards too. There's things in my life I've been let go of. But I want you to come forward for prayer. I want you to come here, and I want to see you guys walk in your change through seeking God in this time, seeking the Lord in this time. Let's stand, and let's, let's continue to praise the Lord. Justin's going to end the service, and he's going to invite people for prayer afterwards. But as we're busy singing and as we, we're seeking the Lord right now, I want you to, to ask yourself, what is it that I haven't let go of? What am I holding on to in my life that I haven't released yet to the Lord? Don't be proud. Don't be proud. Humble yourself. Come forward. I'm going to do that today because I know there's things that I need to be prayed for. Is that all right? Okay, guys. Thank you, Jesus. We want to pray, Father this morning, that your presence will shower upon us. Lord, as we hear you speaking to us every morning, every night, every day as we seek you, you will speak to us, that you will minister to us, that your Holy Spirit will come and convict us of things that we haven't yet released unto you. I pray that you will minister to us in this time, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.